that's one of my favorites. Reported running for a row of phone boxes. Here I've got the COD perspective on this. Who's talking to COD? COD's gone so. Uh, you've been across the De Niro restaurant caper, haven't you, Mr. Marvel? Yeah, I have. I, in fact, I popped in last night. Fantastic. It's so hands-on. Mm-hmm. Robert De Niro, when it comes to his own restaurant. He's, there. He's a very friendly waiter. Like a nice juicy steak or whatever you want, okay? Like just whatever you want. But then when you go behind the scenes, <laughs> things get out of control when it comes to the steak. <laughs> a chunk out of Ileana Douglas's cheek, mm. he spices it with some salt. Yeah, little bit of garlic. <laughs> Oregano. <laughs> that food out of the way. Mm. Let's get the hard news next. I'll get there. Here we get this around the nation on Triple M. It's the end of the week, so we're uh, getting through the backlog of correspondence. We do get a lot in here, don't we? Don't read it out on air. Don't panic. We are reading all of it. Absolutely right. It's just so much. There's so much, there's so much good stuff. I've yeah. got one here from Matthew Thorpe. Yeah. Who writes in and says, Hi guys, I heard the show the other day and you're talking about Australian shows people would like to get on DVD. Yes. Fascinating. Yeah. Uh, so full of soap operas that uh, people have come up to me in the street and said, I've never heard of them before, but you guys seem to like them. Thank you very much. Oh, come on. People remember East Street with Mr. Bad. It's not just us. Absolutely right. We're doing our job. He said he'd love to see the complete moment for Todd Rickson. Oh, yeah. He's the guy that pulled his hamstring while dancing on potluck. That's right. Oh, yeah. You've seen this, time. Yeah. I had seen it, and the, the weird thing about that is it didn't actually go to air. It was on... Oh. Um, they sent some potluck episodes to us, and on the front of the tape, they had this clip of the bloke uh, doing his hammy. <laughs> <laughs> and he's in full flight when it happened. Yeah, he's, uh, and Ernie Sigling has to come and help him. And I think he might have had a second go, and that's the one that was in the show. Yes. So we played this on the late show yesterday. Years ago, not yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just, yesterday. Just in 1993. What's up with this still shirt? The day before yesterday. Um, hang on a second. I'm wearing an acid wash. But... <laughs> And then it's been on all these great moments in TV. It's been, around, it's been around the world on great disasters on TV. Yeah. And as we have to point out, it never went to air. Brilliant. So technically, the great moment in TV was when we showed it on oh, our show. Oh, you made a clip show. So we've wangled our way into clip shows around the world. Nick Clark might have thrown the late show. <laughs> it may well have happened. But however, he says, do we have any other footage, any, any other great dancing footage? Well, being a radio show, footage isn't going to work very well. No. But we've got some great audio of Richard at it on the dance floor at an alternative nightclub called Crankshaw. I've never seen so many buttons pushed in a row. <laughs> Just while we're uh, mentioning, you know, nostalgia and the like, I don't forget the olden days. Bajar's double feature DVD is yeah, yeah. in the shops now. Brilliant publicity, though. Yeah. Covert publicity. It's yeah. hard to escape. It's everywhere. They haven't sent any copies to us to give away. No. They haven't sent any copies to reviewers. No. I don't know see the publicity is this. Yeah, yeah, we're, we're leading the charge. Me talking about how there's no publicity. <laughs> that is the publicity. What a plan. But while we're talking obscure TV shows, listen to this, this is Ken Wiggins. <laughs> and Mr. <laughs> Wiggins is uh, there's a show years ago on Channel 9 called Kings. The early 80s starred Ed Devereaux and Deborah Lee Burnett. It was about a tow trucking family called The King. It's a pretty good show, actually, but it didn't run very well and got cancelled early. Leaving to a bizarre ending with Devereaux dying in his lounge chair to suggest that with his passing, the family tow business couldn't continue to run. They've obviously acted halfway through. What have they done? They've gone, oh, just get that shot of Ed sitting in that armchair <laughs> asleep. I will just like freeze on it to run a caption and it was all a dream. Right. It's hard to our end of series. Anyone else know how to drive? No. Guests choose to stay at the people's house. <laughs> but uh, on the mate, though, we didn't mention that one. He's thinking maybe we don't know about Kings. Well, this is just the excuse I need to play a clip from the olden days. And you talk about playing visual footage on the radio. Exactly. 
this is overdubbed onto an episode of Rush. Yes. But in this scene, I think uh, King does get mentioned. Hey, mate, wasn't that the guy you used to play school? Yes. That's right. See? I told you. Mm. Haven't we seen you somewhere before? My resume. Jeez, not Blinky High, Holiday Island, Taurus Rising, Kings. Are oh, you being served down under? Wow, you've done it all. You reckon you could get us into a really bad scene in the olden days? I just have, gentlemen. Oh, I don't know, yeah, yeah, thanks, mate. There you go, thank you. Rob Stitch, brilliant work. Big Malloy in there, that's uh, out on DVD now. Mm, baffling, but uh, all those shows, I'm amazed they didn't come up the other day. Andrew McCarter, who's bringing a lot of these out on DVD, he says the Masters... The master tapes of Are You Being Served Down Under has gone missing. I'm looking at you, Shane Bourne. Shane Bourne, yeah. He's hidden them somewhere. He's terrified that that's going to come out of I him. I know how he feels. Yeah. Got a date with a bulk eraser. Remember the bulk eraser? <laughs> Everyone's best friend. <laughs> Poor old Bordy. Mm. He was telling me the other day, he was yeah, sympathising with how every time there's an article about me, it's... Uh, my favourite Martin. My favourite Martin. He's going, yeah, well, I get born to be wild every time. Of course, you've joined the club, Ed, with Cavalier Approach. Thank you very much. <laughs> Thank you very much. Oh, what for Marsland? Yeah, no, you can't do anything with that. Marsland Explorer? My favourite Marsland. You can jump on my train. Marslicious is okay. Yeah, Marslicious. But Richard, they'll probably use something. I dare say there's a couple of angles there. I'll think of them. What about ringtones? Now, People say, why isn't this a ringtone? Why isn't that a ringtone? Often we can't get the rights. Even though we're not selling them, they're free. Yes. Uh, if it's a line from a movie, you know, like this is the last line from Mad Dog Morgan. You don't forget the scrotum. <laughs> I don't think we can put the last line of a movie up there without getting into trouble. Ran into a bloke in the gym yesterday. Yes. Uh, just in the shower. Sure. Hey? He didn't forget it? No, we didn't. Richard, don't look at me like that. Uh... He told me that he's got Richard's finger butts as his ringtone and get your hand off my ass. Yeah. Does <laughs> <laughs> he really? He does. Because what he said he did is he cut and pasted it somehow. I said, how'd you do that? He goes, I'm a nerd, mate. And just wandered off. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh, people obviously want this as a ringtone. <laughs> Many times before, the taking of Pelham 1, 2, 3, fantastic movie. The original version, Walter Matthau, Robert Shaw, mm-hmm. 70s here. Mm. Go and look it up uh, if you want that for yourself. As for politics, though, oh, man, there's an election coming up. There is. We're going to be covering it in depth. It's a his day job. Oh, he's headed. Every time we've tried to play Kevin Rudd clip today, something's going on. Something is going wrong. ALP Computer Insider. So let's go to a song, and we'll see if we can get it right. trying to give people the impression that this is going to be the best election coverage on radio. Mm-hmm. Is that what it's going to be? I will not shrink it from the fight with anybody. Ah, there we go. We've been waiting for half an hour. It's worth it, though. It's worth it. Where are you getting those hours from? Oh, it's all from uh, one particular interview. Right. Um, where we isolated the grab. Oh, yeah. Can we hear that again? That's a practical solution. What's Mr. Howard's? Six weeks before an election. Ah, there's a hospital in Devonport. Ah, I'm in trouble in the state of Braddon. Ah, I've got a $50 million It's amazing how much fun you can have with one thing. Yeah, I think you'd do a lot more. But do you think so? It was piss week, that thing that you just play. Well, let's try something musical. Let's do something musical. <laughs> Better uses for it in the program continues. Dirty Beatles are back. What's happened? Oh, you know, there's a lot of complaints recently. Discontinued food. Mm. People say, where's the birdie gone? Only available in show bags mm. at the Echo. We're going right now. But the idea that there's a warehouse full of birdies mm. for show bag use only mm. when the public are clamouring for them. Well, apparently, uh, Nestle have made them available again in a fun bag. Hang on a second. A fun bag of 17. How is that fun? Not fun. <laughs> uh, he thinks that they're only available in Safeway stores. So I don't know. Get out there and see what you can find. Mm. Mm. What else have we got? Oh, politics. Talking politics. John Pascarelli is back on the scene. Okay, this is the uh, bald guy. Yeah. If you're having trouble picturing him, yeah, I don't know who he is. 
TV Batman fans remember when Otto Preminger played Mr. Free? You have to think back. <laughs> That's got it. Oh, you yeah, know, Otto Preminger. Yeah. yeah. They're nodding their heads in the sales department. Just think, Mr. Free. Okay. <laughs> what if they haven't seen either a 1960s television show or that article that you're holding? Full blood. You hang out with Pauline Hanson. Brilliant. They're back together. They're back together. And listen to this, great. This isn't a cynical sort of exploitation of the electorate. No, no, no. This is uh, it's Mr. Pascarelli, former crocodile hunter, said Miss Hanson was a serious candidate and more relevant than ever. Mm-hmm. I think it's better than what it was before. What with 9-11, Cronulla and Halali. <laughs> what? What does he mean by that? Okay. Lots of issues on the table there. Halali, Cronulla, 9-11. It's all the same. It's all... You can feel a bloke wanting to use the word cow here. You can really can. You can, can. Holding himself back. Yeah. Oh, 
I began listening to your program on a regular basis and working through the podcast in reverse order, Guy Pearce memento style. <laughs> there are fewer references to previous shows. Don't make any sense. I'm working most of it out, though. Uh, I'm slightly annoyed at your constant references to It's a Knockout. Surely this is a poor copy of the fabulous Almost Anything Goes from 1976, starring Tim Evans and Sean Kramer, with refereeing by the great Ronald Dale Barassi. Says Greg, my family lived right across the road from Channel North, and we spent many nights huddled under a blanket, crying and waving a little plastic flag under some pretense we gave a rat clacker about whether the Lions Club of Upper Bumhole would defeat the Frankston under-50s croquet and lambing to society in the skillful manipulation and delivery of inner tubes from one end of the field to the other. I still have nightmares. Unquote, Greg Collins. Thank you. Very favourite memory. Something that happened 30 years ago. Almost anything goes. I don't remember that. I've never seen it That's before our time. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, just for Greg Collins, we will not mention it's a knockout again. Let's have Talkback Mountain next back after this song. <laughs> Drop that, drop it, shut it out, hold section. Right, now play something sensible. Two. Now, uh, Nikki and I have a lovely time with that song gone. Sarah and each other with thanks for the memories. <laughs> okay, it's Friday. It's you should be encouraging dog talk, Nikki Hamilton. You're meant to be the grown-up in this room. Yeah, <laughs> I saw Richard die for the horn, but... Yeah. <laughs> that's the best one. I see what people want, and that's uh, more Dutch. They do want Dutch, but also they like it Kiwi. Ooh. When we play clips from uh, Police 10 7, yeah. which is seen on Foxtel on the Crime Investigation Network. It's kind of like a New Zealand version of Cops. But do watch out if you turn on the CI Network, because there's every chance that you'll just turn it on Bang, uh, a severed torso. Sure. Back at you. Fair bit of severed torso work. Enlivened occasionally by the odd drunken New Zealand. Here's what uh, Ryan C is doing. Mm-hmm. He's so into the police 10 7 gear, it's inspired him to create an alter ego Kiwi Gym. <laughs> Many a phone call has been made to unsuspecting people asking where the party is and using famous lines like, You're racist. Of course. You're just racist, man. He loves this one. What are you charging me for? You've been arrested for the same language. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to have a big, big machine to do that one properly. Right. He's a big fan of... Assault! Assault! You touched me, officer. Sorry. <laughs> and, of course, the evergreen... How come? Yes, they've all caught on out in the wider community, apparently. <laughs> Okay, you can't read out the rest of that. No. All right, let's go climbing, shall we? Up to Talkback Mountain. <laughs> Topic today, office parties. Mm. Richard, why are we, uh, why are we doing that? Nothing to do with the Triple M office party recently. Of course not. So you what, though? <laughs> no, we've been sworn to silence. So you what? Uh, yeah. Last Friday, it, it was on. I didn't get along. I really heard, didn't. I heard it was really on. Real fruit fest. Because <laughs> uh, I left fairly early. I was on the soda waters. Uh, <laughs> and and I sort of bacchanalian display. And really? I locked the doors. It got Roman in there, man. It's a vomitorium. unbelievable. Okay, we don't want to name any names. We can't name any names, but you know who you are. But it's not heading towards, you know, lawsuit country or... No. What's going on with that woman from Telstrom? Oh, Be careful what you say here. Right? I don't fully understand the story, but as <laughs> what I've read, and alleged blanket, yeah, like everyone, yeah. try your alleged blanket on right now. Oh, that's <laughs> crazy. And uh, say so some sort of uh, sex romp. Uh, in a bath uh, where someone was having to use the toilet. <laughs> so it's sounding great, isn't it? That's right. Someone had to use the toilet while some other action was going on uh-huh. in the corner bath. Okay. Yeah. And so she was embarrassed. Um, there's been a couple of sackings, mm-hmm. um, counter lawsuits and what yeah. have you. However, I thought it was in the paper today, as a matter of fact, and you said, quite hot. Good <laughs> <laughs> for a sex run. <laughs> I never said good for Because I did assume, actually, when I saw the thing on the sex run, I was like, they're not even going to be hot. And then they were, I was like, that's a sweet deal. <laughs> okay, so I just like to think. Just, I love, have you ever been in a romp? 
No, I've never been in a romp, you know? You're romp ready. How do you, how do you, how does it go from general sort of coitus, you know, on the, on the, on the departure lounge of the, you know, from the handset that was there in my house, into, into romp territory, you know what I mean? <laughs> if someone needs to be going to the toilet in the corner, so be it. Thing. When you're on hold at Telstra for oh. hours and hours, that's what's going on. <laughs> They're all in a bath in the corner. I can hear a bath running. No, I can. I can hear a bath running. That's slurping. <laughs> all right, well, you've been in a romp. You the call. That's not, it's not, oh. have you been in a romp? Uh-huh. What happened at your office party? Uh-huh. Be careful, people. Change names, for God's sake. Yeah, I mean, I only thought they said yes at Optus, but apparently... <laughs> No change for that. <laughs> Friday, man. Okay, here's, I remember, how do we clean this up? Well, years ago at Triple M, okay. I remember there was a bit of a uh, office party mm-hmm. in the sales department. Mm-hmm. And the cleaners came in, and I just love the visual poetry of this. Cleaners came in on a Saturday morning and found two people from the sales department, nude and unconscious, on the floor. This is the part I love. Surrounded by complimentary MTV condoms. How <laughs> <laughs> a radio station is that? <laughs> All right. Okay, that's the kind of stuff we're looking for. Just details, moments, mm-hmm. stories from your office party, but maybe change the name. What if, yeah, I mean, you've worked at so many stations, been sacked from so many, Richard. Yeah, that's true. Uh, one of the best Christmas parties of all time was it started at 6 p.m. and it went until about 2 a.m. At an intensity. Fantastic. Really? And that alcohol with the combination of the horsey game? Perhaps around later in the evening, not the best combination. Really? There's a lot of shaking up and what have you. So, yeah, they had a lot of cleaning up to do. A lot of fuck country, if you know what I'm saying. That is a good good Christmas party, actually. I've never seen people in sales looking so nervous. I've actually said three of them have lined up on a couch and they're waving their hand. They're in they're ready to name names. That's a romp on that couch. That's what you're romping. I just want to point out the MTV condom story. They were stacked years ago. Yeah. Not you people. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Look, Matt is looking nervous. Oh, man. Put him back on, Parkinson. He's putting a coat over his head. Oh, is he up to at that party? No. We're not talking about the Triple M party. Okay. We want to hear about your office party. Keep it rompy. One triple three five three. That's Chris Lodnick, maybe did a bad, bad thing. What a wonderful video. Very appropriate. Well, this song, we're talking office parties here at Talker Bound. It's a bit crowded up the mountain today. Yeah, I'll tell you what's happened, uh, Tom. We've announced this segment, and I've never seen so many people from the sales department with their faces to the glass. They're very nervous <laughs> as we welcome Stu from Creative. Hi, Stu. <laughs> <laughs> Possibly in a different country. Me and a girl needed to find some um, private time. And um, we didn't realise that we had used someone's office and the boss was still actually at the party and she was going home so she needed to get a bag and so she kind of walked in and um, uh, turned on the light and stepped over us, got a bag, stepped back over us, closed the door and turned off the light. Are you guys still together? No, not quite. What is that? Where is that accent from, Steve? New Zealand. Oh, which part? Uh, Auckland. Mm-hmm. Auckland. That's uh, 25 miles west of Hobbiton. I'm following on the local map. Thank you, Steve. That was much less. Uh, libelous than everyone out there thought it was going to be. Nervous, aren't they, Tone? Wow. Lots of people resigning on the spot. Uh, good news. Hello there, Phil. How are you? Hey, going. Love your show. Thank you, brother. Phil, what, uh, what happened? Oh, well, it was a couple of years ago at my work Christmas party. I got there late, uh, fashionably late, about an hour or so, which is always a good thing. And um, I got there and uh, it was a Christmas party and um, I got there and... Um, uh, so I was doing the nice cordial thing, you know, kiss on the cheek, oh, hi everyone, you know, Merry Christmas, all that kind of stuff. And the secretary, who um, was a bit under the weather by then, she sort of stumbles up in the line of uh, people sort of saying hi, happy, uh, Merry Christmas kind of thing. And um, she just comes up to me and just licks me across the face yeah. <laughs> and stumbles off and keeps walking. And all of a sudden, 
doing things. And you were in fun to those fine films. That's true. This is in Melbourne. But of course, you were in Melbourne, I think, uh, at the moment also, is Robert De Niro. Now, he's been appearing on press conferences. He did a 20-minute press conference yesterday where he only said two things. He enjoys COD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I think he reiterated COD. Yeah, COD again. So it's about food being the card squared. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so, you know, they're not getting a lot out of him. So you're expecting nothing more from me? Well, we're setting up some... some uh, Would you mind speaking for Robert De Niro? That's what we're asking. <laughs> sure. All right. Now, what we're asking is, are there areas you don't want to... Because it was a long list of things. I don't want to talk about COD. All right. The COD's off the list. Damn it. The COD's off. That's my question. <laughs> <laughs> well done, Richard. <laughs> we have got so many things to ask you. So let's just play some music and then get to them next. I'll get there. It's the second hour of Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Thanks for tuning in. It's myself, Tony Martin. You've got Richard Marsden pushing buttons. You've got Ed Cavalli in the sidecar. And our co host for this hour is Alan Wright. <laughs>
all the time. Honesty is the best part. You're going to steal this anyway, so just go. Just take it down. You know what I mean? Save us all the trouble of putting stickers on it. You know, always gone. Now, who are the people who have Have you ever been to Australia before? So do ask that question. I have not, and I'm thrilled to be here. Yeah. Who are the people who have brought you out? It's the people from Culture Shock events. Some some guys that are here in Melbourne and then in Sydney. And they, uh, they they get together and they put on, um, you know, Star Trek and sci-fi conventions. Yeah. And, just, and then they hit on a, uh, upon this idea of uh, showing some films and bringing some actors in to, you know, sort of host the event and do Q&A. And, you know. Yeah. Now you're in Melbourne tomorrow at the Astor. Oh, that is a great cinema. That's probably the best cinema in Melbourne. I just was over there. It's yeah. beautiful. I yeah. saw the cat. It's got a cat. I was it's just about to say. Yeah. It's got a real cat. Yeah. And uh, his or her name is. Marmalade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's where you'll be tomorrow presenting. Well, first, Bueller is in the evening at 7.30. Earlier in the day, uh, Star Trek Generations. Now, you were... Is that your only connection to the Star Trek world, that one film? Uh, no. Uh, last summer, actually, um, I was involved with, a, uh, involved with a thing that's called A Gods to Men, and it hasn't come out yet. And when it does, it's going to be... Um, Given in webisodes, it's going to be delivered. Yeah, you know what I mean. I uh, uh, so you're going to yeah. be able to download like uh, 25 or 30 minute segments, uh, and that way you can complete the whole movie if you, you know. You right. Just, you know, and is that Star Trek related? Yeah, it's actually my character. It's John Harriman, but um, 15 or so years on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Star Trek Generations is the one where the two Star Treks collided into each other. Yeah, it was the marriage of the two worlds. Is that the one that opens with William Shatner like living in a log cabin and riding a horse? Wow. <laughs> You'll fly down tomorrow. <laughs> it's been a while. I don't know. Didn't he do that in a lot of pictures? Probably did uh, contract. Yeah. I love it when I mean, it's the horse thing. He, you know. My favorite thing is Star Trek. Cause I don't really know much about Star Trek, but I love when you're flipping around on Foxtel. And it's, it's inevitably the episode where Spock and uh, Captain Kirk are in 1920s gangsters. I remember playing that one. Yeah. <laughs> when they go back to five. Yeah. Okay, but I don't want to suggest by any means that these are the only two films you've been in. Oh, we would need to that's it. We're going to need a 10-hour program to get through it all. And we're going to play a little game with the listeners called Was Alan Ruck In? Which is a really great coincidence that you're here to start Alan. Otherwise, it would have been weird. I'm happy to be of assistance. <laughs> what a lucky break for us. More on that next. I'll get this. That'd be Silverchair here and get this around the nation. Alan Ruck is with us today. He's been in everything and telling us some great stories, possibly unrepeatable ones off air. I think what we have said on air, Alan, has been in error. Did you say something that was wrong? I, I did. I, I had been to the uh, Astor Theater earlier and met the Astor Theater cat, and I um, I said that the cat's name was Marmalade. Well, the cat called in. Um, <laughs> quite upset, and the cat's name is Marzipan. Oh, <laughs> Who have we got? Is Matt Parkinson from the Melbourne Cage on the line? You there, Matt? Yeah, g'day everyone. How you going? I'm great, mate. The thing is, I'm a bit worried because I'm downstairs in my car just about to leave work and I found myself parked behind the car that you showed up in, which was driven by the boys from the Astor Theatre. And in the back windscreen of that car, they clearly have. Star Trek Starfleet insignia sticker. Uh, and what, this, this doesn't bode well on the street. No, it means you're travelling with Trekkies, mate. Oh, but we're not going to be like, you know, beset by ruffians or anything, are you? Well, no, although you should worry. There is quite a significant Klingon population. Yeah, there. Uh, no. that. But the thing is, Alan... In Melbourne? Yes. Klingon? Yes, Parker? How many of you travelled in the car, Alan? Well, I don't, I don't know if I want to let this go. I mean, how many people were in the car? It's important to know. Okay, there were four of us. Okay, well, when you get in the car to leave, it's important, just before they turn the key, it's important that you say, stand by to transport four. Will <laughs> right. right. we'll do. Very important. All right, I'll remember that. I'm writing it down. Okay. okay. <laughs> Side, have you, I mean, like you say, you had only a couple of roles with Star Trek. Do you find, though, that you're invited to conventions? Uh, uh, yeah, I've done a few. I mean, I'm down here. Yeah. yeah. How many questions can you answer, though, honestly, about your character? Well, he wasn't that deep, was he? <laughs> 
be more stuff on the cutting room floor. Do they want to know that? Mm, uh, well, no. I mean, they, they just want to know. You know, I uh, I didn't expect to be a star uh, a starfleet commander. No, no right. That's not how I see myself. No, really, yeah. you know. No, I don't. I don't. Right. Uh, I don't shave and say good morning, Captain. You know, in the morning I just don't. It's not there it is. Yeah. So do you have a figure? If I do, I'm sure I'm not being paid for it. All right, here we go. <laughs> We've had so many letters when people knew that you were coming in. Listen to this. This is from Jason Abdallah in Sydney. He goes, "How could you forget to mention Alan Ruck's instrumental performance in the movie Speed?" Does the quote, we're at the airport, I've already seen the airport, mean nothing to you guys? That man's a genius. <laughs> <laughs> you were one of the people trapped on that bus, weren't you? In I was. Yeah, 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 I was. How long I trapped on the bus for real? Uh, oh, I think it was 10 weeks. Wow. On one bus or another. They had 13 different buses. Yeah. They had a bus that could be driven by a man up on the roof, <laughs> and Sandy Bullock had a dummy wheel, you know, right. you know so she could be pretending to drive. And they had um, the one called the Pope Mobile that had this huge plexiglass uh, a cage uh, welded to the front so the cameras could be there. Right. They had the bus that they jumped that was filled with dummies. That was filled with people in, in, our, in our costumes, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he actually jumped that thing. He got it. He, he, he jumped that thing about 50 feet at about six or seven feet in the air. Wow. Yeah. 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 And what was your passenger's? Sort of characteristic. What were you? Were you the whining "we're all going to die" passenger, or were you? The I, had, I had a bit of that going on. You know, I, I was I was the tourist. I yeah. was I was the guy from from somewhere else. <laughs> and did um, you uh, make it into the second one where they were on a, a very unswift boat? Uh, uh, yeah, no, I was. Um, I had just scored um, uh, uh, Spin City. Right. And I, I went in to do um, some looping for Twister, some some eight oh, right. Twister. Yes. And uh, Jan DeBond said, Alan, I have a problem for you with the speed tool. And I said, I, I can't. I'm going to New York to do this television show. He said, you can't. You can't. We're going to be on a boat. It's going to be great. <laughs> well, yeah, but I couldn't. But hang on. So some of the passengers from the bus did end up on the bus. Yeah, I think uh, that's yeah. quite a coincidence, isn't it, really? Well, you know. <laughs> Hollywood hell. Just only just occurred to me. One bad situation after another. So many great. I a TV show that I was a big fan of that you were in. It was called The Edge Sketch Comedy Show. Yeah. Was that Jennifer Aniston's first thing that she did? Uh, no, I actually think that she was in Ferris Bueller the, Ferris Bueller, the series. Right. <laughs> and I'm not kidding. Wow. Yeah, yeah, and I think she played the sister. I think she played Jeannie. Right. Uh, did a, 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 I think one season. That was a great show, The Edge. Was it a popular show, though? Uh, no. No? <laughs> no, no, I mean, I think people, I don't think it is. Cult success? Yes, the, there we go. It was ahead of its time. I remember there was a brilliant sketch on it where they had a TV executive talking about uh, making TV shows that would be more what the viewers want to see. Mm. So they showed a sitcom where everyone on the sitcom's head was wired up to a sort of columnar with wires going up into the ceiling. And the idea was if anything happened that people at home didn't like, they hit the don't like switch on their TV. <laughs> and what happened? Were they electrocuted? Or yeah, people were just constantly electrocuted. Yeah. So the, the sort of Christina Applegate woman comes in and goes, uh, well, I think I'll, uh, I'm just going to put this big coat on and then it'll be, <laughs> I'll be taking this coat off. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then the wacky neighbor came in and I think his head just exploded the second he appeared. <laughs> you'd, like, you'd like to see more of this then. But it was, it was such a, uh, an accurate depiction of what is happening with TV because I think when they... When they cut back to the show later, it was just four girls in bikinis. <laughs> and a bunch of exploded people. <laughs> and just throwing beach balls to each other in a lounge room. Yeah, right. And the approval rating was right. <laughs> but it was a really smart sketch comedy show. Yeah, yeah. I think it'll be out on DVD. I think we'll see it again, hopefully. What uh, TV role do people know you for best, do you think, on Spin City? Would it be? Yes, I think so, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. You were talking before about the, uh, the description of your character. You know, maybe the, we're all going to die guy from speed. Every place I looked up, you know, have a read about you in Spin City. Great show, obviously. It was calls you the perverted co-worker. The big, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is that a, yeah? Uh, I would say that's a really description. Yeah. Just a picture of your face, perverted co-worker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very nice. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> it's an inter- international symbol. Like, yeah. a, like a traffic sign. Perfect. <laughs> and my, my face with the spiky hair. Yeah. Yeah. Is there a show you haven't been in? That's what we're asking today. Can you think of one that you haven't been in? I wasn't in Chinatown. Oh, yeah. the movie Chinatown. Yeah, much to my regret. We're going to cross that off the list. We're going to play a game with the listeners. Was Alan Ruck in? You want to do that? Mm-hmm. Let's do that next. Dangerous and irresponsible. It 
around the nation on Triple M, brought to you by the Nissan Navara. Our special guest today is Alan Ruck. Was he in Twister? Yes. Yes, I think you'll find he was. Ferris Bueller, yeah, he was in that. Young Guns too. Yes, of course. We know he was in that as well. <laughs> Cheaper by the dozen where Steve Martin had all this. Yes. Yes, he was in that as the neighbour. Now, in Young Guns, <laughs> were you gun Were you gun-toting? I was, yeah. Oh, but yeah. I, was, I was the sad guy. I was the mopey guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's not who you want to be in a wedding. No. You want to be the guy that comes and just kills everybody. <laughs> and then when he has a drink, you know, but I was like, I was sort of sad. Did you get any spittoon work? Did you have yeah, any, yeah, I had, uh, you know, you, you, what you do is you cut up um, licorice. Oh, so you don't have to really, oh, you know, yeah. give it to Becky. Yeah, because yeah. it'll, um, it'll get mad. It'll get yeah. after a while. Alan, have you ever been the guy who gets to kill everybody? Has that ever happened in your career? Uh, or are you just nice and lonely? No. No big murders. No big murders uh, in my career. Well, I'm sure it's been observed that you do bear an uncanny resemblance to Edward Norton. You do. You can't be denied. Well, you know, I, I was actually uh, in New York City, and I was uh, getting ready to audition for Michael J. Fox for Spin City, and I was still smoking cigarettes at that time, and so I'm down the street smoking a cigarette, and this guy walked up to me and goes, you are great! <laughs> and I'm like, well, thank you. I, thank you. And he said, oh, oh, my God, you were so great. You were so scary. Wow. You know, and I couldn't figure out what he was talking about because I was going to No, no, no. He, he, he said, what a creepy character. And I was getting ready to come out and twist her, which I was like one of the goop group. And I was like, one of the live chasing tornadoes and stuff. And I was like, well, he said, what a picture. What do you think? I said, well, uh, said, how do you think it'll do? I said, well, there's, you know, there's really good special effects. And he looked at me like a, you know, had three heads. And, and I said, wait, who, who do you? And he said, he said, I just saw you in the picture last night, the, the Richard Gere picture. No, oh, I said, yeah, yeah. I said I've, I've never been in a, a Richard no. Gere picture. And then the guy walked off, and I, you know. So, see, this is one thing. Uh, uh, as an actor, I thought, well, you know, not really a leading man, no. you know, uh, a character actor, but, you know, nobody else really looks like me. So, you know, and then this guy comes along, and I don't know if he look like me, but he's like Academy Award material. <laughs> you know, it's just a little agitating. Surely it's only a matter of time where you and Ed Norton are brothers. Surely that's going to happen. Ooh. Well, you know, that's pretty much up to Edward. <laughs> All right. I know, I, you know, if I put it out there, uh, I think they're going to think of other things to do. You say, Kerry, the character actors, they're the ones that I remember. They're the ones that last for 60 years. Keep yeah. popping up and stuff. Yeah. Like you've done here. And that's why, because I've lasted for 60 years. Not 60 years. see the paper that this man hasn't done. <laughs> I don't remember doing any of this stuff. We just figure that's what we'll do. We'll say, can people just call up with any show, an American program? Mm. Oh, not from 60 years ago. No. From the last 15 years. Call us up with any show. Maybe any movie. And we'll see if Alan Ruck was in it, or if we can get two degrees away. Mm. You want to play that foolish-sounding game, Alan? <laughs> sure. <laughs> you think anybody's going to call up and say, were you the night janitor at the Parmatown shopping mall <laughs> in 1978? Because they will be right. <laughs> well, it could happen. We just want to meet the listeners. It's a chance to have a word to Alan. Call us now, one triple three five three. It's the cure. That's right here at Triple M. Get this around the nation. Alan Ruck is with us today. He's been in so many films. Ferris Bueller's Day Off and, of course, Star Trek Generations. He's presenting both of those in Melbourne at the Astor Cinema tomorrow. But he just dropped a quite an amazing fact. Uh, he just said, all I know about James Woods is... What was it again? Did you say, oh, we talk about that? I think James is listening. Can we talk about that? Yeah, sure. Yeah, this is the kind of show where you literally can say what you just said off air. Because it's in the area of allegedly and rumour, isn't it, really? Yeah, that, 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 that once he had his, his penis super glued to his abdomen, it's like a moisty ex-lover. Yes, yeah. yeah it's yeah. quite well known, but we've all been there. Yeah. No, we yeah. won't say who it was. No, no, but we've all been there. No, 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 we'll just, we'll just, we'll just smear him. <laughs> yeah. One triple three five three. if you think you know who it was. James Wood's penis. No, that's not what we're playing. No. We're not down in the gutter. No, not at all. All right, then. Hello, Sam. How are you? How about how you doing, Sam? Excellent, sir. How you doing, Alan? Hey, what's up? Yeah, the movie, um, was three, I think it was with Charlie Sheen. It was Three for the Road. Yeah. Were you in the film called Three for the Road? Yes, I was. <laughs> yeah, I think you are one of three people who saw that movie. <laughs> what was Three for the Road? Not very good. <laughs> no, it was one of you, Goldman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it came out actually in, in uh, the States. It actually played for... Um, 
a weekend. They didn't even learn to run for the whole week. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. See? And who yeah. was the lead in that? Uh, uh, Charlie Sheen and uh, uh, Carrie Green. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, uh, she played a senator's daughter, and we uh, uh, we basically kidnapped. Yeah. Uh, there are some uh, Charlie Sheen super glue stories too that we won't have time to get to. Not today. Someone else is playing was Alan Ruck in. Who is it, Ed? Hey, Tim. Hey, going? Excellent. Have a crack. Hey. Scrub. Which show do you reckon he was in? The one where he's trying to sue the hot doctor. Oh, Scrubs? Yes, yeah, Scrubs. Scrubs. Were you in Scrubs, Ellen? Yeah, I was. I don't really remember. Yeah, I was trying to do that, though, because I was a man in, in, um, in bed with a tube up his penis. So uh, <laughs> I, wasn't really, I wasn't really in a position to do any of that. But I mean, uh, but I don't recall. <laughs> All right, but that's technically a yes. Yeah. Right, good. That's well, another guess. Who's going next? Good Chris. Yeah, I uh, just wondering if Alan Ruck was in The Untouchables. The Untouchables. The, the, the no, no, I know, I never was. <laughs> okay, can, can we I just say one thing to Alan? Yes. Oh. Um, I just say I saw you in one of the funniest things I've ever seen on television. It was in an episode of Spin City where James had Priscilla Presley in his room. <laughs> and he was done doing nine and a half weeks but to a banjo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then yeah. I, you rock up in the room and you do the funniest toe-down dance I've ever seen. You <laughs> <laughs> enjoyed it. it well, he wasn't in The Untouchables, mm. but he was in Spin City. Thank you, Chris. Who's going next? Hello, Emma. Hi, how you doing? Good. Her name is Emma. My daughter's name is Emma. Well, there we go. Fabulous. Well, I'm actually being to see not movie, uh, what movie you're in, but what park you may have been in in New York City. I think you were my only celebrity sighting when I was there in May. Oh, <laughs> you were sighted in a park. I think so. Yeah. Have you ever been in a park, Ellen? I have. I've actually been in. Daughter? Pardon me? Is your daughter only very young, like about one? No, 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 no. Oh, okay. No, she's 19. And <laughs> yeah. I ask, are you stalking Ellen, Emma? Um, well, I wasn't previously, but I presume I was at the time, yeah. Right, well, it was in that park, so that's it. Well done. Technically, yes. Very nice. Who's next? Hello there. Um, this is a good game. <laughs> we don't often play it. <laughs> yeah. But you're really good at it. We have to wait till you're in town. Oh, I see. <laughs> Who's next? I'm Mick. How are you? Good, thanks. How are you guys? Excellent. Have a crack. Um, was he in Grandma's Boy? With Johnny Knoxville. Were you in there? No, I was not, but I was in a show called Daddy's Girl. I'm giving that a yes. I'm glad you called. <laughs> what was Daddy's Girl? Was that with Dudley Moore? Look at you. Look at the brain on you. Yeah. No, it's good. Yeah, yeah, that was with Dudley Moore. And, and what was your role in that? I played Lenny, and I was described as the most boring man in America. <laughs> Which is hard to be funny and be the most boring man in America. I was an optometrist. When the agent calls you with that, you know, <laughs> what's your reaction? It's just how badly do you need the job? You know, it's like how many bills need to be paid? And I'm taking it. <laughs> We've got Mark on the line. Mark, are you there? Yeah, I am, man. What do you reckon that Alan Ruck may have been in? Uh, he was in a movie called The Three Fugitives with oh. uh, Nick Nolte. You were? Yes, I was. Yes. And what was the story? That was that an orphan kind yeah, of yeah, it was a remake of the the French film. Yeah, yeah. And uh, Martin Short played this uh, single uh, 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 father, and uh, he was strapped for cash, and he tried to rob a bank. Nolte uh, played this guy that just got out of prison and was trying to go straight, but he happened to be in that bank at the wrong time, and then they sort of became a yeah. beautiful. And I played a cop, and the gun was bigger than me. <laughs> uh, the cop, like, I mean, the gun started, like, underneath my armpit and went down below, like, almost to my knee. <laughs> it's the biggest pistol you've ever seen in your life. It was hard to move around. And uh, I'm just thinking, uh, three fugitives. That was one of those French remakes, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Of course. Of course. Very nice. Yeah, Mark's in Melbourne, and he's won himself a double pass uh, to the Astor Cinema tomorrow at 2 p.m. to go and see Star Trek Generations. Fantastic work. Let's have one more dip. Hello, Jill. How are you? Hello, I'm good, thank you. Hello, Jill. Jill. You're it. Have a quick. I want to know why you weren't cast as Shaggy in the Scooby-Doo movie. Oh, because you, had, I had your face in my mind when they were doing that and they cast some other idiot. <laughs> yeah, is that a compliment to you? Yeah, I, I love it. And, um, it was I, a huge compliment to you, Alan. Sorry. Thank you. Very sweet. And, and I think the, the thing was that um, I got a little long in the tooth, as they say. Oh. There was supposed to be like 
nutty twenty year old uh, Scooby Dooers, and I was um, you don't look so advanced. You could still play a nutty twenty year old. You don't look so advanced. The blood you did is gone from screen. Yeah, yeah. Little hot. Get your next time, little hot. Thank you, great. Thank you. Well, that's the first person who stumped us, I guess. Those others were either there or near enough. We don't take the rules about games that seriously, Ellen. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Everyone is a winner. Yeah. Here we get this. Teenagers, my chemical romance here. Get this around the nation where Alan Ruck is with us, and he was very nervous. He was worried that I'd made him say a word you can't say on the radio. Uh, you can say uh, that word as many times as you want in this time slot, believe it or not, Alan. Say it again. Just enjoy yourself. Penis. There you go, man. As long as it's a friendly penis. Yeah. I think what if it's a friendly penis, it's fine. Yeah. If it's a nasty penis, no. Yeah. Okay, I think that's the quota. <laughs> I think that's the quota. Uh, we just got through. The, I mean, I still get the feeling we're just scratching the very top of your red you here. You're a Victoria's Secret catalogue, I see. <laughs> at the very bottom of yours. What is that? What, what is that? that You're in the Victoria's Secret catalogue? What's this? I've got some really nice getaway sticks. <laughs> <laughs> I have got the gams working. I know I don't show them off too much, but uh, I mean, it's all going on. So what is that? <laughs> I mean, I'm looking at you here. You got a lot of junk in the trunk. You're dragging that wagon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Quite impressive. Yeah, it's pretty good for uh, a lot of swing on that back <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. You know, for a skinny guy. Is there a credit of yours that, uh, you know, moving away from Ferris Bueller and, and well known ones like that, is there one of yours that's not that well known that you think needs a bit more kudos that, uh, you know, is one that you're particularly proud of? No, no, no. I mean, uh, well, there's just things that I've done. Uh, you know, I, I've done some things that people have seen, and then I've done other things. There's, there's a movie that I had a very tiny part in yeah. um, called Everything Put Together, and it's a very sad movie with Rhoda Mitchell. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Australia. And she's quite brilliant, and I don't do much in it at all. Uh, my right. friend Megan Mullally, you know who she is? Uh, yeah. Will and Grace. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She called me up some years back, and I was in New York, and she said, Listen, I'm doing this low-budget picture, and I want you to play my husband, and you have to come out here, and there's no money, and they can't fly you, and there's no hotel. <laughs> and yes. And so I was like, okay. And so I did it, and it's a wonderful movie, and it's incredibly sad, and it went to Sundance, and people from the studios would see it, and we'd come out of the screenings weeping, and they would be like, we can't buy it. <laughs> because it's just, you know, it was just too sad, too well, sad to be seen. Often, so it was like stuff like that, you know. You know what often happens there is if they have a movie at Sundance, Dance and it's a bit sad. They go, what we'll do is we'll put it out, but they change all the music and suddenly uh, Katrina and the waves walking on sunshine is under the scene where the, the cancer patient is being led down to the beach. Yeah. You notice that? Yeah. Jaunty music can save any film. Make it more appealing. Uh, what have you got uh, coming up that we should know about? What are you working on? Um, I, I actually worked, I told you of the of God's and Men. Yeah. 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 What that is, that's a a web series, or yeah, uh, um, it's actually um, my character from uh, uh, Star Trek Generations, uh, John Harriman, and Ohura, um, yes, and Chekhov. Right. Uh, uh, this is like 15 or so years later, and we're all friends. And then I can't get much away, sure. But there's there's um, stuff happens. Oh man, <laughs> and, you know, yeah. and uh, 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 but the way it's going to be served up is um, when it's all ready to go, it's going to be uh, served in installments uh, on the web, and you can download, say, 30 minutes. So it'll be like maybe uh, three or four installments of the picture. But do you really think that Star Trek fans would be interested in getting onto the internet? I mean, <laughs> I just don't know whether that will see how it goes. How that goes. Yeah. Mr. Mr. What are you doing, Mr. Well, you're not going to embarrass our guests with photos from August. I, I am. We have theme month here. We had April, uh, encouraging people to wear capes to work, so oh, yeah. a photograph, win a crap prize. Uh, we're now in August. People wanted in August. No, <laughs> that, 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 I'm really scared. To do with breast cell and yeah, we, body. We couldn't do that, but instead, one of the legs, but nothing went on. Yeah. But instead, we've gone for August. Now, the idea being the listeners dress up as the board poorly, mind you, and win, get this, remote control helicopter. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But hang on. You, are you going to show one of them? Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, you've been in Star Trek. You know what the board looks like. Describe what you're seeing there. There's like um, four giant nipples with cables attached to them, um, sort of uh, uh, attached to them in his face. Brilliant. And he's the front runner. 
Meet our listeners, yeah, 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 But, yeah. you know, you're leaving out the big news because you know what we celebrate every year here in Australia? What's that? Ruck Isn't it? Absolutely right. Isn't that, people just go nuts for Alan Ruck for a whole month. <laughs> Stations based there for What am I doing here now? I'm <laughs> a little early. What are you oh. doing here now? Good question. Alan, do you mind sticking around for one more break? No, I'm fine. Let's do that. Here it gets. I'm stare at this picture of this interesting man. <laughs> Alan Ruck, thank you for sitting in for the whole hour. What a treat. Now, there are so many places you can meet Alan if you're in Melbourne at the theatre. That is such a good cinema. We're going to down there at 2 o'clock tomorrow afternoon for Star Trek Generation 730. But there is still a day off. Sunday for Geelong Guide Hall. Wow, that is going to be going off for some kind of Star Trek related convention, if you can imagine such a thing. Alan's going to be there at 12 p.m. midday, Sunday. Any member of a